Hi, I'm David Stoker, and I want to welcome you to the Better Life and Recovery hashtag Hope Dealer Movement podcast. As a visible and vocal member of the recovery community since 2009, I'm frequently asked questions and for advice from people all the time. Some are curious, some are still using, some are in recovery, and some people just care about somebody who's currently struggling with a hurt habit or hangout. If people in my community have those questions, I guarantee that people everywhere are looking for answers as well. We started this podcast to give you answers and support because not only is recovery real, it is amazing. Hope you enjoy the show. First, it'll be another podcast with Josh. Say hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hello. What's up, everyone? Alrighty then. Um, Actually, this week we're going to talk about passion. Mm. I actually want to talk a little bit about one of my friend's podcast articles, uh, Michael King, who is with the Communities Project. I uh, have written an article for Medium on passion versus commitment, which is the key ingredient to successful organizing. Hmm. And as I sit here talking to Josh, where we both have our hands in uh, running a recovery community center, yeah. sometimes uh, there's a struggle, right. I think. What yeah. would that, talk a little bit about that struggle, Josh. Well, I think, um, I think that it comes down to this. We've been talking about this all week, really, is this, this, this idea uh, of... Um, of organizing the community center, having people that are passionate about recovery, um, actually following through on what they say they're going to do. Ooh, actually following through. Mm. Uh, and I, I don't think it's an intentional thing. Uh, I don't either. I've always felt that we have people who I'll use myself, mm-hmm. you know, we'll go with one of those I, I words. I and me. Back in the day when I first got into recovery, I had let so many people down. So many. And I felt like I always said no when it came to helping people out. So I was going to say yes Mm -hmm. to everything and Mm -hmm. everybody because I felt I owed them to that, especially like some of my family and some of my friends from the past uh, that had been there. Right. So what I found was I would say yes and yes and yes, and then I would get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I would get to a place where, man, I tell you, I get to a place to where I couldn't show up. Uh, And then my anxiety would kick in Mm -hmm. because I'd realized that I had scheduled three different things on the same day and I was Mm -hmm. only going to be able to do one of them. And then I'd get overwhelmed, depression would kick in, and then I'd do none of them. Yeah, right. And would you find that in those situations, would you reach out to whoever you're supposed to meet with? Would you let them know that you weren't going to show up or just not show up? Early on, heck no. I was reaching out to nobody. Oh my gosh, I was going to tell you. And then when you called me, I wouldn't even answer my phone because of shame. I'd be, seriously, Uh I'd be overran with this guilt and shame that Mm -hmm. I'd let you down. And I was so afraid of you go, you know, of people going, well, you know, I guess you really haven't changed, have you, David? Same old. And the truth is, I, part of it, I think, is, you know, you hear it all, people say it all the time, no is a complete sentence. Mm, yeah, amen. You Great. know, if so, you ask somebody to do something, they go, no, they shouldn't have to explain themselves. They yeah. should be able to go, nope, sorry. Yeah. I agree. Totally agree. And I think that, um, you know, us in the coming in the recovery community, coming out of the lived experience, out of the life that we came out of, um, the only thing I ever was faithful at was being unfaithful, you know, and that was that was a, a fact of life. And so once God saved my life and I ha- got this second chance, this opportunity to, to, to make a difference and make an impact in this earth, on this earth, I wanted to do that. And um, kind of like you, I said, 
yes over and over and over again and I found myself juggling too many things and stuff is bound to fall through the cracks and um, I found myself falling back into those old traits of, of I'm just not going to return the text I'm not going to call I'm not going to let them know because because of shame honestly because I didn't want to let them down and ended up even letting them down worse by not just you know taking it on the chin reaching out and saying I just can't do this you know what I mean so step one mm-hmm. uh, let's put this down so that we can uh, I'm going to type it up over here on the side I think mm-hmm. So that at the end, maybe we can do a little uh, overview of, okay, here's things that we looked at. So part number one, I'll just write it down. Let's do it. Um, No is a complete sentence. Yes, and it is okay to say no. And I've also, you know, people in our community, you very rarely find someone without passion. You know what I mean? It seems like most of the people in the recovery community, we have that passion, you know? Uh, but I feel like you gave me some great advice a few weeks ago when after I, I did a couple of those uh, those news spots and I got crucified, you know, for some oh. of the things I talked about. What were you ta- you're talking about syringe access. And Narcan and, um, you know, and it was, it, was a, it was a surprising to a lot of the people that are close to me about people just saying they just wished that we would just die an addict's death and just all those horrible things that came out online. So did, were you hearing that from anybody that you knew? No, not at all. But then I sat in your living room that one day and I said, man, I, just, I haven't dealt with hate like that. You know, I've been in the public eye some, but I'm not dealt with hate like that. And um, and you said, you know, um, the only bridge that is okay to burn is that bridge of passion. And um, I think that you, uh, you really gave me an eye-opening experience there, making this real to me that the thing that you're passionate about it's okay to burn that bridge because those people on the other side they probably need your help and those people that stayed on this side they they don't care anyway so they, they don't matter and um and i think that in recovery we are um almost all passionate and if you can find that thing that you're truly passionate about that you're truly really willing to burn that bridge over um i think commitment will also come along with that you know i wish it would yeah but i think there's a lot of people who are passionate about it living a better life mm-hmm. that aren't committed to it. Mm. So so I literally want to read Michael King's article paragraph by paragraph. And Michael, I hope that's okay. Um, yeah, it is. But that's what we're going to do. Uh, it, like I said, it's in Medium. It's on Medium.com. Please go to Medium.com. Subscribe to Michael King's uh, on there support his writing this guy is amazing Mm -hmm. uh he's a big reason that we have the not my child documentary because he came through with the community project and helped us kind of coalition build Mm. and that was our big goal that we wanted to accomplish was to create a tool for parents and that's how the documentary came about wow So his first paragraph, he says, Passion's contagious. When we walk into a room and see an individual speaking about any issue with genuine enthusiasm and authenticity, they can be so powerful that we feel ourselves rise to our feet in applause. For many of us, it was the passion of an individual that first brought us into social justice movements. So he's actually looking at passion and commitment for organizing, but I think we should, you know, as we go through this, we're looking at passion and commitment, period. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, Especially when it comes to recovery and doing those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, here, being a person of faith, I'm almost going to look at this in kind of a church way. Right, yeah. Uh, I think it's, uh, oh my gosh, what is his name? Uh, can't think of his name. But I once heard him say, me standing in my garage no more makes me a car than you stand. Uh, 
Me sitting in church no more makes me a Christian than me standing in my garage makes me a car. Amen. And yeah. I will tell you, it's really easy to get passionate, say, about God and how I'm going to live my life differently mm-hmm. when I'm surrounded by other people mm-hmm. and I have somebody with a lot of passion speaking to me. Yeah, yeah. And I would imagine that there's just as many people that feel that in after a speaker meeting. Yeah. Exactly. They listen to this amazing speaker that's got all this passion about their life and where they're at today. Right. And they're surrounded by other people that are in recovery. Right. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as they walk outside, they go use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if passion is all it took, right? as soon as they heard that, it would change their life and they would never revert back. Mm. There'd be no uh, recurrency use. Mm-hmm. So... I think that passion might get us through the door. Yeah. But if there if there's no commitment, nothing's merged there. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite jokes, where's the easiest place to find Jesus? <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Where? In prison? Okay, what's the punchline though? Uh, where's the easiest place to Cuz that's where everybody leaves, leaves them. them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know. Right. Um, so I might be passionate about uh-huh. something for a minute. Yeah. But once I I, I am not focused solely on that mm-hmm. then where's that passion go right right you know so so passion's good mm-hmm. i think passion might get us and he'll probably and i know he talks about this further in the article but passion may get us through the door but what keeps us coming back right what keeps us there once right. we're through the door yeah that's what it says passion you know? is contagious you know but that doesn't mean it, it, it is a, it is a lifelong yeah what keeps us in the door so he says, while passion may be a motivator for involvement, it's difficult to sustain through trials and tribulations endured when organizing a community. And here that's kind of what we're doing. I mean, we're talking about all of this actually came came across around for both of us, I think, because we've sat there and seen volunteers for mm-hmm. events mm-hmm. and facilitators for classes and groups at the Recovery Community Center kind of ebb and flow. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a couple that have latched on and they have that commitment, but I think we're trying to figure out how we can help people find what's missing so that maybe they have that passion and that commitment. Yeah, 100%. I think it's exactly what what we're saying is that finding that link with that passion and commitment, yeah. So he says, results don't come together as quickly as we'd like. Volunteers don't stay involved to help us in our efforts. And unforeseen challenges inevitably arise. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's attempted to organize their community around better addiction policies or other key issues can relate to and understand these challenges. Mm -hmm. Every one of us has been there. And while our passion has gotten us into the game, it often simply cannot be sustained at all times, and especially during our most troubled moments. So... When I first started Better Life and Recovery, mm-hmm. I kind of ran it. Uh, it was me. I had a friend, Jesse, who kind of emceed, and then my wife. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman died in 2014, and mm-hmm. that's when I uh, was reading through the newspaper and saw all those hateful comments that people had left yeah. uh, on the article, who cares, just another dead junkie, right. we should give this stuff away for free so they can eliminate themselves from the gene pool. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really decided that we needed to do something more. Mm-hmm. And I remember I called the first meeting. Dude, I contacted everybody I knew in recovery, all the huh. business owners I knew, all the treatment providers, all uh-huh. the recovery support providers in town and invited 
probably 200 people. And I had 50 people show up. Wow. And then our second meeting, we had 30 people show up. Uh And then our third meeting, we had 15 people show up. And then our fourth meeting, we had like 10 people show up. You know, um, they they came through the door. Uh But I think I was missing something to hook them. Yeah. You know, because uh-huh. a lot of people, if you don't give them something to do right now. Right. Yeah. What is the, what's the vision? What is Then they're going to the fade. Purpose? Yeah. You know, yeah. because, okay, because we were trying to build and figure out. And I mean, we ended up in 2017, I think we uh, did four times as many events as we'd done in 2013, mm-hmm. including like some big stuff, like a 5K, 10K recovery uh-huh. run with a barbecue and live band. And, right. You know, um, and even with that, I would see, we'd start off with, 20 people that were volunteers and mm. as the year would draw towards that big event those volunteers would start falling out huh. and it's really easy i think to take that personally yeah absolutely yeah you know. I, I do the same thing yeah so yeah and it is a, a key ingredient that i think that maybe that as this article walks us through it that maybe we're missing you know we talked about it in relationships right we talked about the fact that uh, i was gonna go there i get into a relationship uh-huh. to make myself happy uh-huh I'm going to be happy. And when I'm not happy, mm-hmm. instead of sitting there and going, well, you know, maybe there's some things I should work on. I'm like, you know what? To heck with this. No. I'm just going to go find somebody else to be in a relationship. Right. Yeah. And I don't work through the hard times. And I think it's the hard times, A, that that build us. That's where we grow. It, it, right? There's no uh, I, I've gained most of my wisdom and my strength, not through sitting on my laurels and being successful, mm-hmm. but from making negative choices falling flat on my face mm-hmm. and then getting back up and learning from it. Yeah. Right. Me too. The hard times. Yeah. So with this, as somebody gets into it and they're like, woohoo, this is going to make me feel good. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, so this good. is what I want to do. And when they realize, Oh, wait a minute, this is actual work. Yeah. Clean it. What? <laughs> they kind of fade out. Yeah. Right. Uh, I agree. So wait a minute, I got to go around to how many people and ask them to do what? No, man, no, no. I thought I was just going to be talking to. I thought I was going to come in here and you were going to throw me in front of a high school full of kids and yeah. let me tell them how great my life is in recovery. <laughs> nope, never said nope. that. Yep, um, you know. Yeah. So we might build up to that, but man, right. if I if you can't be dependable for this, can't put you out. Then there. I can't put you out there because what if you don't show up? Yeah. Happen, you yes. know, I had that <laughs> yep. yep. I think we had to happen in school, recently, didn't right. we? We sure did, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, so, so part of it is being dependable, and I uh-huh. think passion and commitment both probably need to be there uh-huh. in order for people to be dependable because people come in with that, that rose colored, yeah, this is going to be awesome, or that pink cloud that yeah, if right. you look at us biologically is probably just caused by oxytocin and it fades <laughs> right, after a couple yeah, right. months uh-huh. when our brain starts, yeah. stops super uh, producing it. But, yeah. but the truth is people come in and they think it's going to be this amazing thing and they find out that it probably takes more effort than they're willing to put in yeah, sometimes. right. And I think in this paragraph it says, this is when the key ingredient of commitment must be blended with passion. One without the other is a formula that cannot be sustained. This is the moment when we must declare or renew our commitment to the greater good. For the greater good. <laughs> For the greater good. And you think about relationships. You know, love, once 
you, you that oxytocin wears off. It's the commitment that matters. And you know, when you make that commitment, look, I am in this for I'm committing to this for however long, and that's and, and you own it, and you walk out, you walk that out, and that is part of what makes you stronger in recovery. That's part of what makes you stronger as a person, gives you character and integrity. It's that commitment. But no, I mean, once I hit recovery, my life's just all rainbows and cotton candy, right? Right. I mean, you don't, I don't even pay for gas anymore, do you? No. I never. pull up and this little dude pops out and goes, still in recovery? And he fills my car That's, up and then just amazing. Yeah. checks the oil and then pats it on the front of the car and tells me to go on my way. It's a recovery elf. He's awesome. Nobody ever lies to me anymore. <laughs> um, nobody ever yeah. lets me down. It's amazing ever. since yeah. I got... No. Recovery sometimes sucks just as bad Yeah. as when you're not sober. The difference is... Now I have supports and I have tools that I can yeah. use whenever those things slap me in the face. Right, right. Um, and I found that I've got to show up. Mm. Yeah. You know, and maybe maybe it's it's easier for me because a lot of the things I do here, this is my service, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, this is my, I don't go to groups, yeah. 12-step groups. Right. This is my group. Right. You know, these yeah. pro-social events and activities, that's my recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe that's why we have some people and they're like, so wait a minute, I've got to go to three meetings a week mm. or a meeting every day, whatever it is yeah, sure. I need. And I've got to meet with my sponsor mm-hmm. and I've got to take care of the kids and I've got to work my job and i got to go see my PO. And then you expect me to come to a meeting once a week. Right, right. No, that's mm-hmm. not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd just be able to show up at the very end. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, I remember that story about uh, the chicken. You ever heard the story about the chicken? Let's hear the story about the chicken. Oh, man. So there's this hen that was living on a farm. Uh Uh-huh. And the hen finds some wheat and uh, decides to make bread. Uh Now, at the beginning of the story, this hen is out, uh, whatever, uh, harvesting the wheat. Uh Uh-huh. And a pig walks by. is like, what are you doing? And she's like, man, I'm harvesting some wheat to make some bread. You want to help me? And he goes, no, I don't have time. Hmm. And then she starts carrying it over, Uh right? And as she's carrying it over, uh, they're like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm carrying this uh, wheat over to the to grind it down so I can make bread. Uh-huh. And do you want to help? And they're like, no, I don't want to help. Uh-huh. And then she sits there and she's at the mill where she's breaking it down into flour. Mm-hmm. Animal walks by. Hey, what are you doing, man? I'm grinding this down so that I can make bread. Do you want to help? No, I'm good. And then she's sitting there kneading it. Uh-huh. And they're like, what are you doing, man? I'm kneading this so I can make some bread. Do you want to help? No. And then she puts it in the oven and bakes it. And when she pulls it out, all the animals come up. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, you want to help me eat my bread? And they're like, oh, yeah. And she's like, sorry, I made it myself. I, I made the wheat myself. I ground it myself. I kneaded it myself. And I'm going to eat it all by myself, <laughs> right? Runs away with the bread. Uh-huh. And I think sometimes, where was I going with that story? I think sometimes we want to show up just for the bread. Oh, yeah. to go through that whole other process. I want to come out and enjoy the Recovery Fest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to put in all the legwork that it takes to make Recovery Fest successful. Yeah. Um, I want to show up at the 5K, 10K and mm-hmm. listen to live music and eat free food. Yeah. But I don't want to have to go to all the sponsor, to people right. for sponsorships. And I don't want to have to put it, find volunteers. And mm-hmm. I don't want to have to do all the legwork that comes with it. And the truth is, most things that people go to, they don't realize the amount of work that goes into right. it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, you may think that like a recovery community center, just say this place, Springfield Recovery Community Center, just runs itself. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, there's a lot of volunteers that are here doing stuff behind the scenes and paid employees. Yeah, 
it's so true. You know, so that whenever we say, hey, we're going to have UFC pay-per-view, there's yeah. a reason that you can come watch a pay-per-view for free and eat pizza for yeah, free. Right. Yeah. <coughs> there's a reason to even know about it. Yeah. yeah. There is There's stuff that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people want the glory. Yeah. Without all the work. Right. You know, and I see that uh, mm -hmm. sometimes where people will look at somebody else and all the things they're doing and they're like, well, well, why aren't... Why can't I do that? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, because they've been they put in ten years of work and yeah. they built a reputation and people know who they are. Yeah, exactly. And they've been consistent and steady. Right. And dude, you're mm -hmm. you're like a, a mountain range right. with ups and downs. And until you can stable get get a little bit stable, yeah, it's going to be hard for people to depend on you and place you in those same positions of trust and power. It is. And so I preached about this a few weeks ago. This idea of this iceberg. You know, you know, 90% of that iceberg is underneath the water. 90% of the work that took to make that iceberg come up above the water to where it can be seen, where it can sink ships, 90% of that work was done under the water. You know, and that's the same in our lives as well. Is, you know, there's this process of development. There's this process that we want to shortcut. But if we will not shortcut that development and allow that iceberg work, the things that go on underneath the water where nobody sees it. Maybe you're cleaning the toilets, you know, maybe you're taking out the trash, maybe you're showing up early to help let people groups in and stuff like that. You do that iceberg work and then when it's time for you to pop above the water, you have the foundation that is necessary to be able to handle the pressure that comes along with being up out, out of the water. And so a lot of times people try to shortcut that process and they don't have that commitment wedded with the passion to make it possible. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you read that next paragraph? When combined, passion and commitment, oh, this is good, can produce endless results that can contribute to saving innumerable lives from substance abuse disorders. When our personal passion marries itself to sustained action over a substantial duration of time, the sky's the limit. It's really just like what I just said. How about that, man? That's yeah. awesome. That is, passion and commitment can produce endless results. Those two things together. And the problem, I think, is if passion isn't combined, you know, we've talked about this, I think, at the center over the last week or so. Mm -hmm. If uh, passion isn't combined with commitment, then you get people that coulda, woulda, shoulda all mm -hmm. the time, mm -hmm. and nothing yeah. ever gets done. So good. Right? Yeah. Because I've got the passion, mm -hmm. so I know what needs to be done, yeah. but I'm not going to do it. Right. You know, yeah. so I'm going to pass the buck mm -hmm. down to somebody else. Yeah. I agree. And it's okay. I'll show up and take care of all the good stuff. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I, even though I have social anxiety and it emotionally drains me, I love to educate and advocate and speak. Mm -hmm. right. I love it. Right. If I could just show up and speak and do nothing else, right. I'd be on cloud nine. Right. But then you throw in paperwork and mm -hmm. I've got to right. set all these appointments up right. and do all this other stuff and all of a sudden it becomes work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, and it's really easy for me to give up and mm -hmm. not go through it and just go, well, screw it. it. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. If I can't just go in and speak. So it's taken all kinds of uh, buildup over time. Yeah. So that I can have some of the fun stuff at the end. Right. I agree. Right. Right. You got to you gotta pay the price. You're going to pay it up front or you're going to pay it in the end. Either I just way. want you to invite me to a volunteer party. <laughs> I, I don't want to volunteer. <laughs> you are invited to the party. Yes. Woohoo! Oh. I'm coming. I'm going to eat up all the good stuff, mm -hmm. win all the good mm -hmm. good uh, prizes, and I'm going to go home and you won't see me again until next year. Right. Right. And it's just not. Deuces. Right. And you, th <laughs> you said deuces. Yeah, I said deuces. Oh, I'm old. 
That's awesome. But so there I was in high school in the nineties, in the eighties. <laughs> you can produce endless results that can contribute to saving innumerable lives. Truly make a difference, make an impact in your community if you're willing to be committed to what you're passionate about. Yeah. So he goes on to say, passion is defined as an emotion, specifically an emotion that's barely controllable. The depths of the sentiment can be contagious, in particular when seeking to empower those who may share a similar level of passion for an issue that binds us together. As a person in long-term recovery, you've seen the depths of active addiction and experienced the utmost joys of a recovery lifestyle. It's hard to explain in words the passion I feel for recovery. But my passion isn't what will contribute to helping the person who still suffers. This is a critical moment when commitment comes into play. Will I return that person's call when I've missed it? Will I meet that person for coffee at the set time and location that was predetermined, even if it's not the most convenient? Will I actively connect that individual to others who are willing to make a similar commitment? Will I show up to be a person of service to that person and others regularly? And that's it. Um, one of the first things that you hear when you go into meetings is uh, uh, meeting makers make it, right? Mm-hmm. Suit up and suit up and show up. Uh-huh. Not uh, what something and throw up. How does that go? Uh-huh. I'd rather suit up and show up than shoot up and throw up. That's yes. that's it. Yeah. Um, so it's the same thing with recovery support and mm. with being an active part of the recovery community. Mm. Is you've got to show up. Yeah. So really. you can say no, and that's the thing that drives me crazy. Uh-huh. Is you don't have to show up and go. You know what? I would love to help you put that event on. Mm-hmm. You just say, no, no, man, I don't have time. Right. And they said, I have to hunt you down if you told yeah. me you're going to. Yeah. Because when I put out that blast on Facebook, uh-huh. you know, and said, hey, we're having a, a meeting. Uh, we're trying to get people together uh, so that we can start doing some some more events. You didn't have to show up. Yeah. No. You didn't have to contact me and say, yeah, I'll be there and then show up. And they get plugged into a place that then halfway through the event, you stop showing up for. And now all of a sudden we thought we had... 15 people to help us put on this event. Now we have three. <laughs> right. It and don't is. get me. Uh, for those people that are volunteers that have worked with me uh, this year, me rupturing my Achilles, having surgery, being stuck at home for uh, a month and a half. So unexpected. And I'm not being able to drive for uh, several more weeks. I'll be about three months total, I think, not able wow. to drive. Uh-huh. Um, I have definitely dropped the ball on some things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And you know what? For that, I will. I'm the first person to apologize and say, "Listen, I've let a lot of people down." Mm-hmm. Uh, but fortunately, there were some people still like you mm-hmm. that were still here to keep things running. But we've got to pick the ball back up. Right, I agree. You Absolutely. know. Um, right. So once again, this wasn't me not showing up, though. This was something that was a little bit beyond my control. <laughs> I, not right? that I want to make excuses, but um, yeah. I need to hold myself accountable. So. Yeah, but I think that that's. I mean, that's why this has come to the surface is we are looking for that passion and that commitment, those people that are truly want to make a difference in others' lives. I got We got to have both. I mean, yeah. imagine somebody that feels, always feels less than, always mm-hmm. feels marginalized, never feels listened to, and they're like, dude, mm-hmm. I know you need to talk. I'm busy right now. <coughs> I'll meet you at the center for coffee tomorrow at 10. Mm-hmm. And then they come to the center tomorrow, and guess what? You don't show up. I'm not here. Yeah. How does that make them feel? Right. Yeah, puts them right in the same spot. So so I think that's a major issue. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It says this in the next one. The difference we make for our communities lie not only in the passion we feel for <coughs> bringing about change, but in the commitments we make to actively seek that change. 
Without the commitments, the passion simply gets lost in, this, in the complex sea of emotions in which we all exist. So it's not just passion that's important. It's not just commitment that's important. Yeah. They've got to be Merged. together. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Not to steal his thunder later, but they got to be wed together, right? <laughs> I know. I was trying to avoid it, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think this is one of the first articles, actually, I showed you whenever uh-huh. we when you started working for yes, us. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's because Michael writes really good stuff. Once again, medium.com, Michael King. This is passion versus commitment, which is the key ingredient to successful organizing. He's got a lot of other good stuff on there, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, so it says the example given of helping an individual in need is no different than, say, a community whose leaders have not been proactive in combating the op- uh, addiction epidemic that's taking our sisters and brothers, wives and husbands, loved ones, close friends and neighbors. We passionately feel the need to change the policies implemented implemented by elected leadership, but passion is not the sole ingredient to get us over the finish line. I know tons of people that are passionate because they've lost loved ones, mm-hmm. but they just want to show up once a year at Recovery, uh, Recovery Advocacy Day right? and talk to the legislators and go, hey, you need to do this for me. Yeah. And they don't spend time to cultivate those relationships right. because, honestly, they don't have the commitment to do it over and over and over again. Yeah, that's what it takes. And the amazing thing is, uh, I mean, how, how many legislators have you seen just in the Recovery Community Center since you've been here? There's, I don't even know. A bunch. I think, I think I've seen five. Yeah, it's been. I mean, it's been. I mean, and then we've also had like Missouri Attorney General and other people in right, here. But I think yeah. we've had five state reps and senators here since you've been here right. in the, what less than a year. Right. Yeah, and they've had us on radio shows. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that comes because we beat down their doors. It mm-hmm. comes because we call them up and say, "Hey, I'd love to have you over to our place for coffee, so yeah. we can show you everything we're doing." Mm-hmm. Um, now maybe they're a little more inclined to listen whenever we show up in Jeff City. Uh, on Recovery Advocacy Day. I, I mean, literally, this session, last session, I, I got, I think, three different calls from legislators to come up and give testimony on bills. Mm-hmm. And this session, I've had two legislators call me and say, you know, I don't know how to feel about this bill. Should I support it or not? Yeah. Wow. You know, I mean, how cool is yeah. that? Yeah, right. Which would never have gotten there had you just been passionate. Yeah, or if I just showed up once a year. Yeah. It takes legwork, and I mm-hmm. think that's where that commitment comes in, mm-hmm. is yes, you got to have passion, but if you don't have that legwork yeah. to keep going back and doing what you need to do, it's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I I love I love floating. Mm-hmm. I tell people that a kayak on the river is my, my second church. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but that said, it takes a lot of work to set those floats up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've got to like both parts of it. Right. Or be able to use the float as the dessert. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, I'm going to eat my vegetables because I know I'm getting some Ben and Jerry's later, right? <laughs> right, right, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to nosh on some Haagen-Dazs later. Right, right. now, though, i got to eat chew on this broccoli and Brussels sprouts. Right. It's, just, it's a necessary, and it's necessary to cultivate commitment, you know? And I think part of it goes to what you were saying at the very beginning. It's okay to say no because it, you can be passionate and take on too much, and it's too much to commit to. What's realistic Look at your schedule. What can I commit to? And you commit to follow through. So do you want to read that last paragraph? Passion must be wed with commitment. And commitment means taking action. Passion gets us in the door and our commitments keep us coming back. Passion gets us talking about the need for change. Our commitments make the change happen. It's just those two together. Or for us, what we're talking about, passion gets us talking about the events and activities at the Recovery Community Center, but it's our commitments that actually make those events 
and classes happen. Amen. Right? Perfect. Yeah. So takeaways, it's okay to say no because no is a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. And it's better to say no and not, and, 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 uh, what am I trying to say? It's better to say no and actually accomplish the things you say you're going to do than say yes, get overwhelmed and start letting people down. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's, it's pretty easy to kind to get a direction of what we're passionate about you know what do you think about what when you hear something what is it stirs up in you makes you angry makes you want to cry makes you want to change it um that you can tell what you're passionate about and then once you kind of find that um don't commit to everything within it you know that's what i was just saying you were just saying you just want to commit to something that you can follow through on and what i would do is if you really don't know what you're passionate about you really don't know what you're going to commit to um go back and listen to uh one of my podcasts that i did earlier it was on a ikigai and know your why Mm. and basically it literally looks at some questions to ask yourself to find out what you're good at what you love to do um what your community uh your state your country uh your group of friends really needs and then uh, to kind of boil that down and and that kind of gives you your why Mm. you know so i think a lot of people are struggling to find their why and i think that's another reason a lot of people slip in and out of recovery too Mm -hmm. is they never figure out their purpose oh that's good you know sounds like a podcast um what do they say if i know my why then there's no way that will ever stop me from reaching it yeah you know yeah so because Mm -hmm. there's all different kinds of things that are going to pop up yeah but if I'm focused on my why, I'm going to accomplish it. Yeah. yeah. You know. I agree. So so figure out and, and you know, realize that commitment, I love that. Commitment mm-hmm. means taking action. Yeah, and it does. You know. Yes. Uh, it's one thing to stand back and go, and that's all the negativity we get on social media. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of social media warriors. It's a bunch right. of keyboard warriors. There's no commitment. They're not taking action. They're just hiding behind a keyboard being right. jerks. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. being compassionless, uh-huh. yeah. unsympathetic, um, ignorant masses. Yeah. And in all honesty, commitment means stepping out from behind that keyboard and actually getting things done. Right. If you're truly passionate about what you're saying. Yeah. And it's not just about walking through the door. It's staying there and returning and returning and coming back again and coming back again uh, until those things actually come to fruition. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So, Michael, thank you very much for the article that you wrote. Uh, Josh, any closing words, especially on this topic? Yeah, I think that um, uh, passion, commitment, and commitment means taking action. I love that idea. Commitment means taking action. And we don't just take action for a minute. This is going to be something that, yeah. you know, if I'm truly committed to something, uh-huh. I'm going to see it through to the very end. Right. And I think the reward is, is you get to tell a story that matters. Yeah. And I, and I love that. Yeah. You get to tell a story that matters. There's no, there's no, there's no movie that you're going to watch or book that you're going to read that, that that's not going to have the ups and downs as people being committed to whatever that, that they've, they've thrown their life into. You know, um, we want to tell a good story. Absolutely. So, Josh, I will see you next time. And everybody else, I hope you have an amazing week. And like I said, uh, check out the podcast that was on Ikigai to maybe see about how to find your why. And check out Michael King on medium.com. Deuces. (laughs) Bye, y'all. In closing, I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. 
Please join us every week for new episodes. If you want to connect with us further, if you have any questions, topics you'd like to hear in the future, or maybe you would like to be on the podcast sometime, you can connect with us at betterlifeandrecovery.com. Uh, there's a Better Life and Recovery page on Facebook, or you can, uh, we're on Twitter, uh, B-L-I-R underscore N-P-O. Also, this podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about the network at studiodna.media. Thanks a lot. Y'all have a great week. Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports Yak.